Single parenting isn't easy. We understand. Most parents don't plan to go it alone, but you can still make the most of this journey for your children and yourself. In fact, if you and your family are on that journey, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Single Parent Advocate community and to our podcast. And here are your hosts, single parent founder, Stacey Poitras, broadcast journalist, single dad and friend, Daryl Moody. Hello to you, wherever you are. Welcome to the Single Parent Advocate Podcast. I am Daryl Moody, joining you from my home studio in Orlando, Florida. Stacy Poitras is the Single Parent Advocate. She is the uh, the matriarch of our show, and she joins us again from the Work Innovator Studio at Venture X Castle Hills, the Realm in Louisville, Texas. Special thank you to all of those folks, and we have a guest for you this week. Her name is Shelly Loving. She's a certified nutrition chef. Her website is ShellyCanHelp.com. She's going to talk about uh, meeting your nutritional needs as a single parent. We're going to talk about doing it on a budget. We're going to talk about doing it quickly. We're going to talk about uh, feeding your kids nice, healthy, nutritious meals, something all of us as single parents want to do. But before we get into our discussion with Shelly, Stacy, it's been a very busy time for you folks, and we have not been recording our podcasts quite as often as we would like to. So you've got a lot to update us on. Let's start with North North Texas Giving Day. How did that go? Well, hello, everybody. Um, North Texas Giving Day was wonderful. Um, All the cities in North Texas really come together and raise millions and millions of dollars. And we're super grateful for everybody who gave. Um, Right after North Texas Giving Day and our back to school outreach, we switch gears and we start preparing uh, for our food outreach and also for our Christmas outreach. So right now, Daryl, there are a little over a hundred North Texas families registered for Thanksgiving. I literally have a truckload of turkeys coming on Saturday morning and we are going to hand out as much food as we could have possibly gathered for these families who um, have chosen to take part. Uh, We have a huge thank you to say to Lovers Lane United Methodist Church, who really helped make that all possible. They donated the space and they donated um, a lot of the food. So super grateful for that. And uh, we used funds raised from our gala that we had in October to purchase uh, items for this. And then um, soon following all of our Thanksgiving feasting, we are uh, going to be at uh, Louisville High School Harmon campus with a, a Christmas party and, and outreach for families. Uh, a lot of them will be the same families, but probably some additional families Um where we're going to try to help everybody have a better holiday. And so um super grateful for everybody that is a part of that. It is for sure like being uh, Mother Hubbard. I have a hundred families to love on as I do all of our team. And I'm just elated to be able to say this is what I do with my life. Well, and that's a great segue into what I want to ask you. You know, we had the golf tournament some time ago. You said you just had a gala, a gala last month. Now, how has your fundraising effort gone? And and I'm imagining uh, that with these big events that you've had, you know, you you I don't know if I don't want to say an influx of cash, but you know, do you have more money to do good with the holidays coming this year? Absolutely. Um, You know, every year in our charity, it looks different. And I could probably think that most of the other charities out there at our stage of development would say the same thing. Uh, You know, there's online giving, there's 
sponsorships at, at fundraising events like this. Uh, we are blessed to have some um, missions um, missions from different churches and 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 faith based organizations that uh, help us with buying gifts or help us with buying the food that we need to um, support families who need help. So um, I would say our year end giving goal, like if I were to throw it out there, my goal is to raise twenty five thousand more dollars to make the agency, you know, uh, be whole. But we are very strong financially. We always are very good about managing our money and try to make sure that we invest in the right places and save in the right places so that when a donor gives to single parent advocate, they can be sure that it's going to the families themselves. Well, I I guess what I was getting at is, is, you know, with, with more, with more money, thanks to the donations and the support of the community, you're able to help more people, but how do you, how do you, you had mentioned you have many of the same clients are coming to these events. How do you, how do you reach out to new, to new clients to find new folks to help? Actually, that's a really great question. So um, people um, nominate families who they see falling through the gap. So as you know, uh, and I don't have to tell you either, Miss Shelley, single parents, you know, especially single parents who have employment often fall between a gap, you know, in terms of being able to find support and aid to raise their children and a way that they're proud of. Right. And so um, our call out to the community here in North Texas is really to churches, schools, other nonprofits, business associations, they come along and they um, nominate families. And so we don't have a lot of hoops for a family to jump through. It's uh, simply being vouched for by an area school, charity, other nonprofit, so to speak, and then um, a church or a business association. And we bring them into our program. So those are very organic. They're just referrals. And um, that's how we reach new families. And if someone's listening and they want to learn more about Single Parent Advocate, go to singleparentadvocate.org. We also have a pretty healthy presence on all the social media channels and that sort of thing. Uh, Stacey, anything else you need to update us on? I mean, obviously, we've got Thanksgiving right around the corner and Christmas. So things are ramping up for you. And we'll talk more about that in, uh, in, in upcoming episodes. But anything else we want to make sure folks are aware of now? I just want to make sure everybody knows that Single Parent Advocate is um, really going to be leaning in, I see, in 2023 with an educational series that complements the podcast. We're going to uh, try to have some Zoom trainings where we bring um, maybe some of the professionals that we've had on the podcast into a Zoom environment where you'll be able to sign up and um, meet them, meet them and 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 really encounter uh, their training and their, their their work that they have and the, the, the training that they have to share. So we can all level up. So be on the lookout for that. And then, um, you know, be, be uh, reaching out if you guys want to um, get engaged, get engaged with volunteering, get engaged with becoming a family or, you know, be a sponsor. We would really, we're really growing and we'd love to have, have more folks. Excellent. Social or uh, uh, singleparentadvocate.org if you want to connect. So absolutely. Uh, Stacy, let's get into our guest. I'm really excited to hear about this as a busy single dad who hates to cook. 
Really? <laughs> no, that's you like to so eat, don't to you? I love to cook. Okay, so um, I have a very, very, very awesome woman to introduce. Her name is Shelly Loving. Hi, Shelly. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. I met Shelly at Success North Dallas. It is a place where businesses come together and uh, they have fabulous speakers and all kinds of networking that goes on. Uh, we all try to build each other's businesses up. And I was uh speaking to the success north dallas group about one of our award winners at the recent life changer uh, gala that we had and his name is bill wallace and bill wallace was our first board chair uh, one of my wonderful mentors and uh, he um, was receiving the award we call it the lifetime legacy leadership award and um Shelly was at that meeting and once the meeting was over, she introduced herself as a former single mom who really wanted to help the community. And uh, so that's how I met Shelly, but I learned a whole lot more about her and we're going to dig in and learn more uh, together. So Shelly, I'd love to uh, just let you kind of speak about your heart before we get into our topics uh, towards single parents and share your passion first. Yeah. So, you know, when I was a single mother back in the early 2000s, there just weren't a lot of resources. And you hit the nail on the head when you said we kind of fell. I fell into a gap. I had a job. Um, I, I had a car. I, you know, I was able to put food on the table, but I struggled hard hard. There were many times when I almost lost my home. Um, I couldn't pay my mortgage. And so when I heard about your organization, it just hit home because um, life happens and things get right. and life is real. And I admire what you're doing. And I just feel like my heartstrings were being pulled because I've been there. Um, I am also, I don't know if you know this, but I'm also a teen mom. I had my son when I was 17 years old. So I've had struggle and I get it. Um, I didn't have a lot of handouts. And so, yeah, that's kind of my story as to why I reached out to you. Um, I really enjoy, I loved hearing what you do and what your organization stands for. And I just wanted to help. <laughs> Shelly can help. <laughs> well, and it's an honor, really, honestly. And it, and I really like the fact that you're willing to kind of share your journey, you know, uh, with single families, especially as a teen mom. There's a lot going on uh, in that space right now. And hearing a positive voice uh, about how we can lock arms and really all uh get better together, be stronger together. I always like to say, you know, better together. Um, and, you know, maybe you could tell us a little bit, like, was there ever an experience in your single parent journey where you, um, you felt like you might want to share that with somebody out there, you know, like suppose there is a teen mom out there that you would want to pay forward words of wisdom or, you know, some kind of encouragement. What would you tell that mom or dad? never give up hope and always show yourself grace. 
So if you make a mistake as a parent or if you can't make the meeting at school because you're working, show yourself some grace. It's okay. There's no handbook when it comes to writing, you know, how to raise children. Unfortunately, we all do it differently, but we're all on the same path. We, we try, right? And so just like I talk about in my business a lot with people and their eating habits and stuff, if you make a bad eating choice, if you make a not so great parenting choice, show yourself grace and do better tomorrow because you're going to mess up and it's okay. We're, we're out there, we're doing it alone. And uh, I just, and I also think never, never stop having hope. There are, there are organizations like yours and there are resources out there to help you. So I just, being a single parent is hard enough. Being a parent is hard. So I just want to give people hope and let them know not to give up keep pushing forward and then use your resources and show yourself grace. That is so true. Use your resources. And we're, you know, as single moms and dads, uh, you know, we're quick to use our resources for our kids, but not for ourselves. But I always say the best gift we can give our kids is a happy, healthy, whole and hopeful parent. Um, and and that's that's why we choose to listen to um, to people like you or look for resources and or be a little more approachable about being receiving help, which is, you know, um, always, always, I mean, for some people pretty difficult, but I always want to encourage um, families, you know, put the oxygen get mask on yourself. So you can put the oxygen mask on your children. Yeah, and, and something to add to that, Stacy, is kind of, where I think I can tie in and and be of assistance with you is to really encourage the parents to take care of their health. Because if they don't take care of their health, if that's not a top priority, how in the world are they going to go to the job and pay for the things and take care of the children and provide if they're not healthy? So that's where my soapbox is. And that's uh-huh. where is, is really having parents take care of themselves first, because it's a trickle effect. When you eat better, when you take care of your health better, it's going to trickle down to the kids by default. So that's kind of my second part to, if I could give any words of encouragement, it's really to put some focus on your health. Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the first things that fly out the door. Uh, self-neglect for me was a big deal. Um, I, you know, would work. Uh, my son was, you know, busy at school, busy with activities. There were other parents, praise the Lord for those parents who would carpool and help him get to where he wanted to go or needed to go while I was working. It was just a community effort, honestly. And, um, you know, I can tell um, in many people's lives, sometimes they don't feel safe allowing, uh, allowing all of that. Um, And so it's, it's hugely important. I, I wanted to ask you another question um, as we were kind of getting to uh, talk about all of this. And I think we've kind of touched on it, but, um, you know, has your single parent journey affected your passion for your work with uh, with cooking and being such an amazing chef? Um, what would, What would you say that connection is? Yeah, that's there's a really really awesome connection. And I really, I didn't even realize it until I was formulating an email for someone um, about two years ago. And I had to tell my story and it like the, all the light bulbs went off and I'm like, wow, my past 
got me to where I am today. And the reason that I do what I do, I'm a new, I'm a certified nutrition chef for those that don't know. Um, and I teach people how to cook healthy. And the reason that I do that, my husband almost died from a massive heart attack in 2014 and he was only 41 years old. So what happened was after that heart attack, I went into mama bear mode. I went into that survival mode that I was in for so long when I was raising my boys alone. And that was to to fix the situation. What do I need to do to keep my husband alive and to help him heal his heart? And so I just became that fierce single mom that was determined that my husband was not going to be on seven medications for the rest of his life. And he didn't want that either. So that's, I, I, dug deep and, and got my mama bear claws out and I figured out how to make it work. And I instinctively went to food. Um, I don't know why. I think most people would, you know, how to eat a heart healthy diet is what I Googled to death. And um, that's kind of where my journey began. And I became so passionate about it that I, I, and I was watching him heal. I decided to go to nutrition schools. I went to two and then I went to culinary school and I just kept that path of don't give up. Don't give up. This isn't an op giving up. It's not an option. Seven medications is not an option. So I, I just kept going back to my roots of not parenting is not an option. Quitting wasn't an option. So if those aren't my options, how can I find my resources to get the job done? And sometimes the re resources is, um, it sounds like it was your, your fear, fear of what the alternative was. Most definitely. I think sometimes fear can work against us. Uh, you know, I, I always say faith over fear, um, you know, but also uh, sounds like it can drive, drive some good, good things too. Um, yeah. So I know you have, your website, ShellyCanHelp.com. And we're going to be talking about some, some things on the website that are resources for families at, at your website. But I wanted to dig in just a little bit and start talking a little bit about um, your blog. I looked at your blog and you have just some amazing articles there at ShellyCanHelp.com. And the blog just seems to me uh, more of a resource than I really expected. I'm, I'm just really respectful of what you've put together there. Hey, thanks. I have now committed to, I do um, one to two blogs a month. And I just want people to have a safe place to land if they don't know where to start. Let's say they have a health scare or they've been told their blood pressure's high or they know they need to lose weight. I wanted to have a place where people can go, where they feel supported, where they feel it's obtainable to learn this valuable free information and that I could just inspire them to take it one day at a time. And just if they need a little help, head to my website. There are free recipes. There's the blog. And I just I want to help people and I want to show them that it doesn't have to be super complicated. Well, one of the things uh, that I loved about the blog, there's um, eating healthy doesn't have to break the bank. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I, I want you to dig into that with us just a little bit, because, you know, there's food prices going up right now in the country, really all over the world. Um, maybe you can just walk us through a little bit about what you had in mind with that blog. Yeah. So one thing is, you know, food doesn't have to be, number one, you don't have to buy everything organic to be healthy. That word is overused. I do believe there are some foods that are important to buy organic just because they 
hold a lot of pesticides. Um, I won't go into all that right now, but there you don't have to buy everything organic and you don't have to only shop at Whole Foods. Like there are really good, inexpensive, healthy resources at Walmart, you know, at your everyday grocery store. So I, that's something that's important for me to tell people. Um, and honestly, I feel like eating healthy is an investment. So instead of paying for the $6 Starbucks, every day or four days a week. Let's save that money and invest it into some real help, real food like vegetables <laughs> and nuts and seeds and legumes and, and, and grains are not expensive. So I, I challenge people that, that come to me all the time and say that eating healthy is expensive because it doesn't have to be. I bought, I actually got my Walmart grocery list or grocery receipt last week and I was going down the line and I'm like broccoli, $2 and 75 cents. And I was going in my mind, I'm thinking, this is not expensive. And it also doesn't have to be time consuming either, which is something I really stand firm in. Um, and what I teach when I'm thinking about creating recipes, I want them to be doable, easy to do, and they don't take a lot of time. Absolutely. And that was actually what I was going to talk to you about. Uh, you know, you said a day, you have a day in a life of meal prep and meal prep was a, a big part or is a big part of how to save time and money uh, when you are wanting to eat healthy, but you um, aren't really ready for it. So maybe you could walk us through that. Yeah, I really believe that if you do a little bit of meal prep each week, it's going to save you hours of time throughout the week. And I have a whole class on that on my website. It's not expensive, but if you're wanting to learn how to do some healthy meal prep, you can take that class, no pressure, but it's there if you want it. But in that class, I really just talk about, number one, you have to plan your planning. Sit down with your calendar for 15 minutes a week, decide what meals you're going to cook, because who's going to cook three meals a day, seven days a week? Nobody. Not even me. So find out which meals you're gonna, which meals you're going to make. That way you're saving time and you're gonna save money by not buying food and it going to waste. Um, what the lady that that is the founder of the nutrition school I went to, her name is Megan. And I love the quote that Megan says. She says, organic produce isn't expensive. Unused produce is expensive. So plan oh, that's meals. well said. Plan your meals a little bit. You don't have to plan every single one, but if you know you're going to be home on three nights next week, why don't you cook something that night and plan those three meals? So I just believe if you do a little bit of prep and a little bit of planning at the beginning of the week, it'll save you hours of time during the week. So um, in addition to meal prep, you um, talked to me a little bit about the five steps to starting a healthy eating journey. And um, I thought maybe we could go over those five steps if you're open to it. Daryl, do you want to know the five steps? Of course I do. <laughs> I know, Daryl, you love to eat. I do. I do. <laughs> but but to, to your point, Shelly, the, the, you know, meal planning on Sunday can make that Wednesday night when we get home from golf practice and it's hectic, it can make that week a heck of a lot easier. So much easier. So much easier. And in my class, I talk about meals that are left, like meals that that are good, that are good left over. I talk about um, how to do meal prepping ahead of time. But, you know, because you're not going to make everything ahead of time. But if you can do some of the prep work, the time it takes on Wednesday night to put that meal together is going to be cut in half, if not more than that. So, yeah, it just saves so much time if you just plan a little bit. Absolutely. All right. So um, if if you guys are listening, um, Shelly can help. And um, we're going to go into five steps to start 
a healthy eating journey before we conclude here. And then we're going to be able to uh, connect you guys with her and some of her content online. And we definitely want to bring you back, Shelly, but let's talk about those five steps. Okay. So the first one we've already covered, that's meal planning and meal prepping, super important to a healthy eating journey. You can't just run by the grocery store and expect to have a healthy meal all week long. So meal planning and prepping is my number one tip. Number two is don't cook with refined oils. Those are going to be your synthetic oils like vegetable oil, canola oil, soybean oil, those kinds of things. Um, We really want to stick with our good oils. I have a whole blog on that as well. I won't go into the details of that, but you really want to just stay away from refined oil. So olive oil and coconut oil compared to... And avocado oil. Yeah. Those are are good, healthy oils. Um, The third tip is homemade is best, right? So when you're making like your sauces and marinades and dips and dressings, I say make one sauce or a dressing or a dip once a week. Do a different flavor every week so you don't get bored, but then you have them in your fridge and you can put it on a spread for a sandwich. You can make it a dip for vegetables for the kids. You can make it a sauce on top of a piece of chicken. Sauces and dips are real versatile, but when you buy the ones at the store, that's usually the most unhealthy aisle in the grocery store is the condiment section because they hide so much junk in them. So I'm a big fan of like make something, make a sauce or a dip once a week, different flavor palettes so you don't get bored. And then my fourth tip is to always read the ingredient list. Don't worry about the nutrition facts. I don't care how many calories it has, how many carbs it has. What we need to know is what we're eating. And the what you're eating is going to be found in that ingredient list. And then in my classes and stuff, I talk about how to read a food label, how to read the ingredient list, because what's in your food is the most important thing, because that's what's going to tell you how your body's going to react, right, to the what is in the food, not how many calories it has. And then the corn syrup is a big deal, right? You know, we don't want to be having having a high level of corn syrup in our food. Which kind of leads me into number five. My number fifth tip is to avoid inflammatory foods. Inflammation is the root of all disease, sickness, illness. Without chronic inflammation in our body, we would be a bill of health and be able to fight it all off. So when we eat inflammatory foods and we have an inflammatory diet, our body is spending all its time fighting inflammation instead of fighting the flu, fighting cancer, fighting all of these things. So an anti-inflammatory diet is super important for a healthy eating journey. So what are the five, like if you were to say the five most common anti-inflammatory foods, what would they be? So anti-inflammatory would be things like blueberries, um, coconuts, let's see, chia seeds, um, cinnamon is a good one, turmeric, ginger, Um, Any like anything that's loaded with fiber, like leafy green vegetables, broccoli, cruciferous vegetables like cauliflower and Brussels sprouts, all of those super anti-inflammatory because they have antioxidants in them and antioxidants are building your cells to be really strong. And so we want a a very um, antioxidant rich diet. And what are are some of the what are some of the foods that we should avoid? What should uh, we look out for? I love that question. So my number three things that I tell people to really either limit and or cut out if you've got some health issues going on is dairy, gluten, and white refined sugar. And I don't believe all sugar. So I don't think that, you know, that you should be avoiding honey or maple syrup or coconut sugar. I think that you should be avoiding white refined sugar. And then the the fourth one would be artificial sweeteners. Artificial sweeteners are super inflammatory and they're one of the leading causes of so many diseases today. Um, so yeah, that's why 
dairy, gluten, white refined sugar, and artificial sweeteners would be my top four. So I have a question that pops in my head right when you say that, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, they got off of Splenda, we got off of Sweet and Low, we got off of the, what's the blue one? I forget. Well, but, uh, equal. Uh, equal, yeah. But now the whole big thing is Stevia, right? So is Stevia less inflammatory than other artificial sweeteners? Uh, can you just expand on that since we sure. opened up that topic? Yeah, stevia is okay as long as it's 100% from the leaf. You need to read the food label. So there's a there's a brand out there called Truvia, and they pride themselves in being stevia, but it's not. It has artificial sweeteners in it, and they put a little bit of stevia in it so they can call it that. So just make sure you read the label, and if it's, you know, make sure it says 100% from the leaf, stevia is fine because it is it is natural. I hope that that's a lot of good information for folks um, to differentiate that. Um, it was, uh, you know, one of those things where you just think, oh, okay, it's, you know, stevia and I'm, you know, going to buy that and put that in my food. I'm going to feed it to my kids. And <laughs> now I can just carry the green thing around and have it. And then, you know, then it backs, backfires, you know, so just knowing what to look for sure. uh, with hundred percent from the leaf, you know, that's a great thing. Well, Shelly, it's been really wonderful having you on the show and um, in our community. And I, I really honestly mean it. I really hope you'll come back um, as a single parent who's kind of come through and really, uh, made something to contribute to the community at large. Um, and I know uh, maybe what we could do down the road is maybe come up with, uh, you know, a recommended shopping list or something, you know, where we could have you back and, and talk again about how we can eat better as single parents and, and uh, you know, be stronger. Absolutely. I would love that. Um, everybody can find me at Shelly Can Help online and on my, all my, so I'm on every social media platform you can think of except Twitter. Um, Shelly Can Help. And then I have a new cookbook. If somebody wants to start cooking some healthy recipes, you can go to Amazon and it's called What's on Your Fork? What's on your fork, Daryl? <laughs> uh, tonight it's going to be leftovers because I did oh. meal prep on Sunday. Yay! <laughs> Well, everybody, thanks for joining us. Shelly, you rock. We really enjoyed having you. Shelly hey, can help. She means so it, guys. Yeah. Have a great one, guys. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody. Bye.